Kronk falls on it. That will be it. They've defended their title. They are still the champions. And the first in a united competition since 5 long months since our boys held aloft the Proven Summons trophy for the second consecutive year in a row. More recently, on a cold and wet night in the north of England, in front of 18,000 screaming St Helens fans, our almighty Cox did what no other team has done before them. We went back to back with our World Club Challenge and with it the title of World Champion. This week our title defence begins. We head out along the Great Western Highway to take on a young and enthusiastic Penrith Panthers. Season 2020 is upon us, so blow that whistle, ref. Bring it on, Tina Turner. It's season 2020. Hello and welcome to Roosters Radio. Silky and Bells in here for the very first time in season 20 and Bells. But geez, she's been a busy off-season. Hasn't she? What? And what an intro, Cooper. We've got a new introduction to the Roosters Radio podcast. Yeah, we do. Uh, Special shout out to the Jailbirds, Roosters fans, based out of Europe, as a matter of fact. And I got permission to uh, play that music. So thanks to the boys at Jailbirds. And I'll put a link to uh, their albums in the show notes. Just gets us ready for that 2020 season now. It absolutely does. But I mean, how busy has it been? Oh, we had a massive year last year. And a massive off-season. The boys are ready to go. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the uh, the elephant in the room, of course, Latrell leaving the club. Uh, mm. it, it was it was a drawn-out process, I've got, I have to say. But, uh, look, plenty of upside too. Uh, we picked up Kyle Flanagan. Uh, we had the great re-signings of uh, JWH and Siwa. And, of course, breaking news as we go to air. Uh, this week. Josh Morris will be at the club after round two. After round two. The twins are back together. I can't wait to see that. Well, I was actually ball boy in the 80s when the old man Slippy Morris was uh, at the Roosters. So, uh, you know, there's a bit of synergy there. Yeah, definitely. It'll be exciting to see them on the park together. They played so well together nearly their whole careers. So it'll be fantastic for them to come back together. And I think the fact that they're going to finish their careers together, there's plenty to play for. Look, let's not forget the effort or the performance of Brett Morris last year in the grand final. Canberra Raiders peppered him with bombs the whole game. I mean, we sat next to you guys. Uh, I mean, we'll probably touch on the grand final a little bit later on with our special guest, the one and only Luke Keary. But, uh, I mean, it's just great to see both the Morrises at a you know at the twilight of their career uh, finishing their career with us at the Chooks. Definitely, and, and a big call from him this week. The Roosters being the best club he's ever played for. So he's in the right yeah, spot, that's, well, that's for sure. And now Josh can come and join him. Now, Silky, still in the off-season, Europe. There was a big trip away, World Cup challenge. You and Bush got to go over yeah, there, Roosters sorry Radio. Sorry about that, Bells. Yeah, I know, thanks. I know we got into a bit of trouble about, uh, about that. But I have to say, look, we're going to be talking to Joe Kelly on tonight's show also, our CEO. But what I can say, and I'll keep it brief, but... 
it was an amazing eye-opening experience. It was an inner sanctum experience to see how the club operates. Mm. Uh, we got to, obviously, we watched the boys uh, win the, the World Club Challenge in St. Helens, but to be able to do tours of some of the biggest sporting organisations in the world, like Barcelona FC, Man City, we got to Man United as well, and seeing how those clubs operate, they're the benchmark, and I can tell you that that's where the Roosters want to be. Mm, definitely. And if you want to see any of those pictures, get on to the Facebook page, Roosters Radio. And our Instagram page and as Instagram well. And Instagram as well. And um, you can watch Bush and Silky on their Europe trip without Bells. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bells, being the first official episode for season 2020... I thought it was a good opportunity to sit down with our CEO, Joe Kelly. Uh, Joe's been busy in the background during the off-season, taking on the role as CEO of the East Group as well, so mm-hmm. looking after uh, all the different clubs and organisations that fall underneath the Roosters. And uh, we talked about some of the great initiatives that we can look forward to in season 2020, and one in particular that's going to be this Saturday night at Kingswood Sports Club. Freddie Fittler and Minnie are going to be out there with Billy Smith. So here's our conversation with CEO, Joe Kelly. Welcome back, Roosters fans. And to kick things off in season 2020, well, it's been a pretty busy off-season. And who better to talk to than our CEO, Joe Kelly. Joe, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks very much, Silky. Great to be here. And as you say, it has been an incredibly busy off-season. I don't feel like we're getting off-season anymore. Well, where do we start now? I mean, the elephant in the room is there's been a lot of player movements, Latrell and so on and so forth, but also some, uh, some really good re-signings. Oh, absolutely. Some great re-signings and some new good players have come to the club as well. You know, we've obviously young Sammy Walker coming down from Brisbane. Yeah, we've also had players like Siwa Takiaho, JWH re-signed in the off-season as well. And also potentially a sibling uh, arriving within the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's that's too early for me to speculate. No one going into any of those sorts of recruitment matters at this stage, Silky. But also, you know, we've had Kyle Flanagan arrive at the club and I thought put on a, a fantastic performance. I thought I'd try, Roosters fans. I thought I'd try. No, but in all seriousness, it has been a busy off-season. And by way of sponsorship, we've got a couple of new partners as well. Yeah, we have. We've got a couple of new shorts partners. So um, we've had the Skyworkers group join the club on the shorts and also MPSR. I've also um, been a long-term partner of the club, but have now moved on to the shorts as well. Yeah, I've, I've watched uh, Johnny Caravasilis make his way from the chairman's club all the way up to uh, the apparel now. So uh, he must be doing uh, things pretty well there at uh, Maryville Prestige. I think so, and the business is expanding. So, you know, we, we obviously wish him all the best for his business. And, you know, we're really grateful to see Johnny continue to support the club and, and also you know, become now a, a premium partner of the club. Now, Joe, it would be remiss of us not to talk about the magical 12 days that we've had recently over there in uh, in Barcelona and Manchester. And look, we've we've shared some stories. We, we've shared some uh, some images of our great trip over there to Europe and the successful trip that it was. But in your own words, how did you find it? I mean, I could spend a whole podcast talking about the uh, trip to Europe, but yourself? Oh, great experience. And yeah, we did share a lot of moments together, which was great to sort of, you know, both Bush and yourself being involved and being in the inner sanctum with us. Um, yeah, from Barcelona, it was an awesome experience there for a few days we got to see some great sites some of the Gaudi architecture all the players got to go to a game the day before I arrived the Barcelona Getafe game and then we moved on to you know, Manchester on the Wednesday having trained at you know venues like the Olympic Stadium as well which is just uh, yeah, a great stadium. experience haven't been there before haven't been to Barcelona before um, and then in Manchester we were fortunate enough to you know a number of us to go to a game on the Wednesday night which is Man City v West Ham and and then, you know, right at the end of our trip, following uh, uh, the Saturday night success, the entire squad and staff members went to Man U v Watford as well. So we got to experience some things, got to talk to some clubs as well while we were there. 
um, and, and ultimately were there for a reason. And that was a Saturday night against St Helens, and it was, yeah, from the games that I I went to, I've just mentioned, for me that was the the greatest spectacle of all was Saturday evening. Certainly, we turned up to play and to win that game, and you know it was another trophy for us. And we've got five of those World Club Challenge trophies now. I got back to the office, saw three of them in in the in the trophy cabinet. Obviously, the fourth was on the plane on the way back, and I said, where's the one from 1976? <laughs> it, took our, um, it took our wonderful receptionist, Kelly, half an hour to locate it up at the Leeds Club, so it's now got prior place as well in our trophy cabinet down there at Roosters HQ. Of all that you just mentioned, you, you talked about the game against St Helens, and the crowd was spectacular. But we were lucky enough to do some tours of some of these big clubs like Barcelona and Man City, and the... The scale that they run on, and you know, it's 16 fields to practice on at Man City and the academies. If you could just explain the level of professionalism that goes on in these big European football clubs. Yeah, we train here at you know, you know Lake Field. It's it's not private. It's open. It's a council field, effectively. It's run by Centennial Parklands. Over there, you know, you're going through a number of security gates and behind hedges and closed doors, and the level of resources they've got Barcelona you've got probably a five or six story building where a lot of the young academy players have moved from overseas countries to to go into their academy system it's a real eye-opener for a lot of us players as well as officials staff members to actually see the professionalism that you'll get at these significant and sort of global dominating sporting franchises. And I know when we did the tour of their trophy room, which was which was this giant room, and I had the privilege of standing next to uh, Nick Politis during there, and he was asking a lot of questions about the history of the club and how many trophies they won. So we'll watch that space as our, our trophy cabinet tries to uh, emulate the one at Barcelona. Well, I think that's exactly why I came back and had a, a sneak at ours when I walked in the door on the first day back and say they're really proud as we are of the trophies they've won and they had an incredible collection of I think five Champions League trophies as well they had six you know they had a little they had a Lionel Messi corner with his six Ballon d'Ors and and his golden boots there as well and I think certainly being proud as we are too of our history and heritage we'd like to see when we move back into the stadium which will be our centre of excellence in the future there's certainly uh, first and foremost is the thought now that we need to have a, a museum of some description to, to showcase the great success we have had since 1908. Well, that's uh, refreshing to hear. Joe, moving forward, the football starts this weekend, Saturday night for us, uh, Roosters taking on Penrith. And one of your new roles as not only CEO of the football club, as you're also CEO of the Leeds Club. And to kick things off this week, there's some great initiatives that the uh, the clubs are running. Uh, in particular, we've got the Kingswood Sports Club, but also at our very own East Leagues. Can you give us some information on that? Yeah, I think, Silky, just generally, we'd like to create, you know, a home away from home uh, experience if you can't make our games when we're on the road. Bondi Junction's obviously our our flagship club. If you're living in that eastern suburbs, we want, we want to see you there at our club supporting our team. We'll have past players, as we have done in the past. You know, it will be coordinated by Russell Fairfax, the, the great Russell Fairfax, along with Terry Murphy's also lending a hand now, really, too, to probably bring some more of those more recent past players in. Um, that will happen game after game when we're on the road. But And we're on the road for a couple of home games as well, a couple of interstate games, such as you play the Cowboys in Brisbane for Magic Round. We play the Raiders in Perth for, I think, it's round 11-12. Um, if you can't make those games, we'd like to see that you're in our club supporting us, wearing your colours, as a lot of people did at the World Club Challenge. But particularly for round one, Kingswood Sports Club being so close to 
Penrith Stadium. I believe it's 10 minutes drive from Penrith Stadium. And now with my focus of being the CEO of the East Group as well as the Roosters, I want to see the patronages of our clubs grow. And I think it's practical that we're there, we're in the vicinity. Freddie Fittler has very kindly offered to come along and do a Q&A at five uh, o'clock. His old drinking would have been one of his old watering holes, wouldn't it? I'm not sure, but obviously there's a little bit of strategy and method to the madness in that Freddie's from there originally. So actually having Freddie, current New South Wales coach, come back to um, you know, Penrith, you know, one of the greats of the Roosters and all that also played at Penrith as well. Um, so he's going to be there from five o'clock with Anthony Minocello doing a Q&A. Billy Smith, who's unfortunately out injured for the season, Billy's going to be in attendance as well. We're going to kick off things at Kingswood at about 3.30 with activities for the children, face painting. There'll be discounted food menus and those sorts of things as well. And also, you know, for our Roosters members who are travelling, you know, um, from other areas, you know, a point of destination for them to come and meet, congregate before the game, you know, even to ease of access to get to Penrith Stadium. You could park your car there at Kingswood and catch the shuttle bus at either 6, 6.30 or 7 o'clock to Panther Stadium and, and return to the club afterwards as well. That's a, a brilliant initiative and who wouldn't want to listen to the great Mini and Freddie having a bit of a chin wag. Haven't actually had the pleasure of meeting Billy Smith face to face but we had him on Roosters Radio last year and he's an impressive young man. So Roosters fans, uh, if you're heading out to Penrith Stadium, all roads lead to Kingswood Sports Club there on Saturday night. But not only at Kingswood Sports Club, Joe, but we've also got some uh, special guests at East Leagues. I know that Russell's arranged try scorer in 1975. Bruce Pickett's going to be alongside. Also, Kenny Wright, Gary Warnicky, one of my favourite players from the 70s and 80s. And, of course, the great Terry Murphy as well. So there'll be Russell with a handful of former players from the, the 70s and 80s. They'll be having a bit of a chat, you know, before the game, get a couple of photos taken and, uh, you know, enjoy the football with a couple of old Roosters legends. Yeah, and I think what you've seen already with some of the profiling you've done just even recently, you know, Adrian Morley, you, know, you had him on recently over in the World Club Challenge and had the pleasure of sitting beside you while you, you did that interview. But for me, it's, yeah, it's about bringing our past players closer to our members. And I know that our members and our supporters want to hear from our past players. Well, some of our most downloaded shows are when we have our retro roosters on, so we love our former players for sure. Yeah, so we're going to look at issues throughout the year, and it's not just the physical presence of these players actually at our clubs, but yeah, we'll look at various ways of actually bringing them closer to the members through the course of the year, whether it's like you've done here, profile, video them, uh, those sorts of things, and hear from them just generally. So that's something we're going to be really looking, for, you know, looking to, to increase our activations around that this year. Speaking of activations, Joe, with our first home game, round two against Manly at the Central Coast, is that a home away from home event? Will we encourage our fans to the Lees Club or are we sending them to the game? Oh, for us, you mean, it's, it's all about getting a full house up there at the Central Coast. So we'd, we'd love you to travel up there to the Central Coast. It's, it's close enough to Sydney. Well, we've, we're coming up with a great new... Great stadium too. Great stadium. We played our trial match up there only a couple of weeks ago as well. We, we're really looking forward to filling that stadium on uh, Saturday the 21st of March. And just to make things easier for our members and supporters, we're putting on integrated rail which includes metro, train, light rail. That's all incorporated into either your membership, your Roosters membership, or into the your pre-purchased um, Ticketek ticket. Wow. So you'll be able to travel from anywhere from north to Scone, dare I say, where I come from. Yeah, is that right? Um, Dungog in the north as well, right down to 
believe Bombardier in Goulburn in the south and, and west as far as Bathurst. That's all included within your ticket. So there's no reason not to travel to uh, Central Coast Stadium Saturday fortnight? No, absolutely. And, and we know that the train station there is just right beside the ground, so yeah. it makes it easy, makes it convenient. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing as many of our members, supporters, make the journey to the Central Coast Round 2 where we kick off the season. And lastly, Joe, before we let you go, Saturday night's match, a mouthwatering showdown. Ivan Cleary, former player at the Roosters. They've got a young side, but uh, we saw what our boys could do over there at St Helens. How do you see it? It wasn't really a trial. you know. It was a, a, a proper match for yeah, us in, in the UK, and, and I was suitably impressed the way we played. You know, we, a, lot of the, a lot of the things we did last year, we saw again our defence was just awesome. That first 20 minutes of the second half, I think. St Helens, who were up for the match, they had all those combinations working. They threw everything at us, and, and we defended like we have been the last few years. Yeah, and, and we saw combinations that were fairly new to the club yep. also, I think, perform really strongly. And I think that, you know, we'll settle into our groove quickly. Um, we had a, a, a trial match last weekend at the Central Coast, as mentioned before, which was really putting out a lot of the, you know, the young, reserve young, fellas, young yeah. fellows and giving them a real taste for it. So now we, we turn our attention back to round one. I'm really looking forward to seeing our guys get out of the blocks quickly. And it is a good test, as you say. Well, fans, there he is, our CEO, Joe Kelly. Joe, thank you very much for spending some time with us on Roosters Radio. Great to be on board. Thank you. Well, it's great to hear from our CEO, Joe Kelly, and good to know what's happening around the house of the Roosters. Great initiatives as well. The home, yeah, sure is. Yeah, home away from home initiatives that the, we've got started for the year and, and this weekend at Kingswood Sports Club. You can go up there and hear from Freddie, Minnie, Billy Smith just before kickoff. If you're not going out to the game, you can also head up to East Leagues Club and watch it with one of our greats, Russell Fairfax. Yeah, and a couple of old retro roosters as well. <laughs> yeah, so there's plenty to do and plenty of opportunities to watch the game. And also next weekend, Coop, we're up at Central Coast Stadium. Well, close to your home, Bells. You must we be happy are. about that. I definitely am. So we've got a great um, Steggles family pass, $60. Yes. And you can also feed the whole family for $35 as well with the meal pass. Yeah, I think that's a, there's a couple of pies, a couple of sausage rolls and, uh, and four waters. So uh, enough to feed the troops. All three grades as well, Bells. How good is that? Yes, that's awesome. Actually, we touched on that last year where a lot of our fans want to go and watch all three grades and see the up-and-coming stars play great football. Well, gates open at 12.30. The Jersey flag, the old under-20s, they kick off at 12.40, followed by our reserve grade, which is North Sydney Bears. And then the first grade kick off at 5.30. Can't wait. You're on Roosters Radio. And when we come back, Luke Keary. Well, Roosters fans, as promised, we're talking to the playmaker, the little master. He's got big boots to fill this year in season 2020. And we've got a heap of questions as asked by you, the fans, and he's on the line and ready to answer them. The one and only, number six, the mercurial Luke Keary. Luke, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks for having me again. Welcome, Luke. Now, mate. It's always a pleasure. Well, I have to say, mate, uh, look, we were lucky enough to spend a bit of time with you over in Europe. And I want to hop straight in and talk about your off-season. Obviously, we go back a few months, you've had a great trip to the States, followed by Europe. You've got so much going on with university and all that. It's been a whirlwind couple of months. Yeah, mate, it's been awesome. It's, I've been busy, obviously, with the baby and then uni, and then we had the trip over to the US and then the World Club. It's been um, it's been busy, but I'd definitely rather it busy than not busy. Yeah, but some awesome trips that we've, that we've got to go and experience, so... 
Yeah, the boys, I feel fresh, mate. I feel fresh, actually. It's not one of those long, dragged-out pre-seasons that go for two or three months. It's just been that about our short, big block after Chrissy, which is what we did last year, and then we're straight into it, which, as a player, is always nice. Now, listen, Luke, did you fit in a family little holiday? Hudson's first little trip away over the time? Yeah, we did. We um, we went up to the Gold Coast. I've got family and friends up on the Goldie, so we, we took off um, up there over Christmas. And um, Yeah, it was real nice. It was, it was good to get away with him, and, and we had both sets of grandparents there too to, to spoil him, so it was good fun. Hang on a sec, mate. You're jet-setting to the US and Europe, and all you can afford is a, a rotten <laughs> holiday of the Gold Coast. Well, well, not we not SeaWorld. Wow. We were, we were too scared. we were too scared to take him on, take him on any further flight than an hour. So. It's baby he, steps, baby steps, Coop. Yeah, we'll we'll go a bit further next year. Oh, That's right. I'll I'll make uh, make sure the boss knows about that. Now, <laughs> away from footy, mate. I know uh, you're in your final year of uni. Uh, you've actually been at uni today. How's that all going? Yeah, mate, it's good. I've, I think I, I started when I was when I first came out of school at eighteen. I think I did one subject, so and I've been on and off. I was on and off for a few years, and then. Probably the last three or four years, I've really knuckled down, and uh, I've actually enjoyed like the studies and stuff like that. I'm doing business; it's given me a bit of an outlet outside of footy too, that I can kind of express myself and get a bit of interest in something else, which helps keeps keeps good balance in my life. But yeah, hopefully, I'll finish it up this year, which will be nice. And then uh, I don't know what it'll what it'll be the future, but we've, I've I've had a bit of a think about maybe a masters or something like that. But oh, really. We'll see how we go over the next couple of years. We actually heard from Joe Kelly earlier in our uh, podcast. We could be speaking with the future CEO of uh, the Roosters <laughs> in years and years to come with his business oh, degree. I don't know about maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> there we go. Moving forward, if you think about you know post rugby league, what's something you wouldn't mind sinking your teeth into? Yeah, I'm not sure. I've, I've obviously thought a little bit about it, and obviously I'm, I'm really interested in the business side of things and. Uh, I don't think I'll ever really go into coaching or anything. I don't think I've got the. I'm not, I'm not made for that. But um, man, I'd love to. Like, I'd love to be involved in sport at some capacity and and the business level, the business side of it. So I'm not too sure. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a bit of um, you know, I want to do a bit of experience and, and explore a few things over the next four or five years, and then um, yeah, hopefully I can jump into something when I'm done, which hopefully isn't anytime soon. Yeah, well, we've got a couple more premierships to win mm. before we start yeah. thinking uh, <laughs> thinking about your post-career. But, mate, let's uh, let's hop in. Uh, as I said, we've been inundated with questions, Luke. We've had questions from America, the UK, <laughs> Papua New Guinea, and everywhere in between. Yeah. And, and I'm going to kick off, mate. I'm just going to take you back to last season. And uh, one of the questions we had from a gentleman by the name of Peter Oranula was, how serious was your ankle injury during last year's final series? Yeah, it was... A, yeah, it was... <laughs> I did it in uh, I did it in the first semi final against South probably about twenty minutes into the game. I knew something was wrong. I, I fell over awkwardly. Someone tackled me from behind, and I knew it wasn't a normal like ankle sprain. I got through the game. It was pretty sore, and then we obviously won that game, so we had a week off, and we just rested it basically and, and thought it was just a, a sprain and we'll be right. And then the week of the Melbourne semi final, like. I went to run on the Monday and couldn't run, and then we got it scanned. And um, yeah, it was syndesmosis, which you hear about a lot now. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah, I, I wasn't going to play the Melbourne game until um, probably the day of. I think we decided we put some needles in it the day before. Well, I wasn't playing, and then we put some needles in it um, on the Friday to see if we could just get around. And 
Um, we kind of numbed a few spots up real sore, but uh, yeah, I could just get around and have to decide on the on the day if, if I was good to go. And then I actually still remember running out for the warm up, and I looked because Drew Hutchinson was was going to play, and I, I said to Drew, I was, I said, mate, you might have to like, I, I mightn't be good to go here. And then as I kind of warmed up through the through the warm up, I just thought, I think I can kind of get around, and then. I don't know, as the game went on, I did a little bit. There was some stuff I couldn't do. And then it was kind of the same for the grand final week. And I still remember, I didn't train much at all. So I probably didn't train. I didn't do a session from the South game till the grand final. Wow. And then I got, uh, I remember, I just thought I'll be right. And I got into the warm-up the warm for the grand final. We do it indoors, so it's on cement. And um, I just couldn't run. Like, I, <laughs> I think you kept that so, quiet, I, didn't you? I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was in big trouble in the grand final, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like, I mean, I think I had uh, ten, I had surgery four days after the game. I was probably out for ten to twelve weeks um, post that, so I obviously missed out on the, the international games. But yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> Mate, I, I have to ask because we hear these. You know, these stories of what you players put your body through. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes, the, the, the doc putting needles into players. But, I mean, the fact you can hardly stand up. I mean, the, you're the guy who took that ball from dummy half past Luttrell. How many needles do you have? And when you run on the field, does the pain just subside because you're in the moment? Yeah, it's, you you can feel it. Like, you feel everything. Obviously, the adrenaline and stuff, and you tend to run funny and things like that. But... um. I mean, I had a few good chats with Cooper. Obviously, Cooper went through the same thing the year before, so you kind of just, like, it's 80 minutes, so <laughs> you know that after that 80 minutes, like, nothing nothing really matters and you kind of get through it. It's a weird thing. I, I'd expect, like, all of our boys to, that they would have done the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird to talk about. I don't really like talking about it much. But, um, no, it was just something that happened. Like, it, was good. it was actually a good experience to go through to, to know what I could have could get my body through and it was, it was, I learned a bit about myself, I think. How is it now? No, it's good now. I, I was probably no, I probably didn't do much running at all up until um, January 6th when we came back and then, yeah, I've been full, full training ever since then. So yeah, it's all, it's all sweet now. Awesome. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one of our most common questions is obviously uh, the combinations now on all our social f- platforms, the most common question has come up about Kyle Flanagan. You know, how is the combo coming along? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been super impressed with him. I think um, from the first day he's walked in, he's, he's, I keep having to remind myself that he's only 22. He's only played nine games of first grade. He's, he reminds me a lot of Cooper. He's got a real cool temperament. Um, nothing really phases him at all. Like he's, he's walked into this team and there's a lot of, um, well, there's a lot of good players and he, Nothing's really phased him, and always just doing his job and getting the boys around. And he competes hard. He's defensively good. I was really impressed with him. He's, he's world club challenge game. He didn't do it. He didn't try to do anything um, out of the ordinary. He just did his job real well. And then he iced a few opportunities for us there with Joey Marnie. Yep. Uh, I think he's got everything. Everything you need. Uh, everything you want in a halfback and number seven. And now it's it's probably just up to him to. To, to what he does with it, but in terms of us two together, yeah, I couldn't be happier. I, I mean, he's he's perfect for what what how I like to play. Like he's basically exactly the same as Cooper. He brings exactly the same stuff, 
yeah, I think we've combined really well, and we'll see we'll see how we go this year. But he's, he's yeah, he's he's a he's a great bloke off the field too, which which makes it all all a lot easier. That was actually um one of our questions, Luke, was um in regards to moving forward and and this year to come. Will you dominate both sides and let Kyle inject himself well, into the game when he sees it, or will you share the load? No, I'm I, I'm playing exactly the same role as I've played the last three years. He's he's plays the exact same as Cooper, so he'll just slot in and do Cooper's role. I'll do my role. Uh, I've never been pigeonholed to one side of the field. Robbo lets me do whatever I want and go wherever I want, which is cool. Mm. And uh, Kyle knows exactly what he's got to do and where he's got to do it. And uh, me and James kind of get to float around and, and inject ourselves wherever we want, which uh, I think that freedom, of, is, is, I really enjoy that freedom and I know that that's the best thing for my game. Speaking of your game, mate, it's your team this year more or less. How do you feel about that, you know, becoming the general of the team and, and, and organising the troops? Yeah, like I was saying before, I, I honestly don't think my role's got to change at all. And I spoke with Cooper about it a few weeks ago. Like, as an individual, every year of my career, and especially since I've come to the Roosters, I've tried to add one or two things to my game each year. I'm not trying to become a, a different player or different person or anything like that. I just I slowly want to add a few things to my my game and whether I pick that up off you know I pick things up off other halves I pick things up off Cooper I pick things up off Teddy I pick things up off all these different players and I just try to add one or two two percent um, you know over the year of different things that I can do which hopefully makes me a better player and that, you know just because Cooper's not there I don't have to walk out and and think I'm the man and think I'm the leader and things like that it doesn't work like that you're just trying to not turn turn the notch up a couple a couple percentage and yeah you let everyone's going to do that and everyone takes a bit of the a bit of the load i definitely don't think that i have to walk out there and um, you know lead lead the boys any more than than i have in the in the last couple of years you just touched a couple of names there in particular cooper and teddy but i'd also throw robo into the mix here luke the past two seasons where do you think those three blokes or those three names have had the greatest influence on you and where do you think you've improved the most? Yeah, I think um, they, they all bring different things to me. I think thinking about the other day, Teddy, like Teddy's, Teddy's, Teddy's unbelievable, but he's, he, he constantly challenges me. Like, like he's, he's the best player in the world at the moment, obviously. And, um, you know, like I want to, you know, I'm trying to get to him, his level, you know what I mean? So, like you're watching him train, you're watching him play, and he's so consistent every week. You know exactly what you're what you're going to get. Well, well, that's what I want, to, and I want to be the same as that too. Like I want to, I want my performances to be as good and as consistent as him. And um, you know, he's so selfless in the way he plays, and you want your performance to be selfless too. So, I think me and Teddy have that good relationship where we're always trying to, we're just trying to be, we're trying to be good, we're trying to be better than each other. And we like we we want to combine and things like that. And then Cooper has brought brought a lot of things, and, and not just on the field, like off the field. He's he's made me a better person, a better player. I've learned things about footy, about life, about you know fatherhood, and about leadership and things like that. And then Robbo, Robbo's like Robbo's the glue, I think, between everything. He he's as you'd know, Silky, he's one of the smartest blokes. Um, 
that I've come across in footy and in life too. So I agree. He, he, he allows us, he doesn't just shove footy down our throat. Like he allows us to grow as people outside of footy too. It's not all about footy. As you've seen in Barcelona, we didn't, we didn't do much footy at all. We did a little bit of training and things like that, but he actually wanted us to experience the city and, you know, like a normal person does get to travel and um, go see a few things and increase our knowledge and things like that. He's, kind of opened all that and he, he leaves space for us to, to express ourselves, I guess. Well, Luke, this year brings some uh, rule changes to this great game that we love and we've got a couple of questions from our fans in regards to that. The first one is from uh, Dinos Daniel. Considering the new rules over not tackling a player with the ball in the air and in attack now, how many more tries off your kicks will Toop score this year? <laughs> Hopefully a lot more. <laughs> but think, yeah, no, it'll be interesting that rule. We, we haven't spoken about it as much as the other rule changes, but obviously we we pride ourselves on 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 owning the air. We've got we've had wingers over the last probably ten years that have all dominated in the air, like Fergo, Toops, um, Skidzy, Brett Morris, um, Joey Manu, Latrell, Teddy all these blokes who dominate in the air. So it's a big part of our game and we practice it a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how that rule is going to, going to, how, how substantial it will be. I think escorts play a big role these days, but um, yeah, it definitely is an advantage to the, to the attacking side. And another one uh, with a new rule change, a midfield scrum. How much yep. fun are you and Teddy going to have with this rule? Yeah, well, so this is this is going to be interesting. It opens up a lot of possibilities, um, especially for us. We've practiced some stuff we're going to do from midfield, from from, and also from the scrum line. We think it's there's, there's options from all three spots. I think you'll see pretty early on in the season that the differential penalty will um, be taken out of the game. I mm. believe, as well, I think teams are just going to exploit leaving scrums early and stuff like that. So I think that'll be taken out of the game, and then. And then it'll get interesting on how teams are going to defend that midfield scrum. Like as you know, Robbo's Robbo's across all this stuff, and he probably made the rules. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to send us out there not knowing. Obviously, the captain's challenge one too. It's going to be. Could well, well, I ask you about that? Because I've got to say, yeah. and, and I love Jake Friend to death, but he's a, either he's a terrible negotiator because he <laughs> he never seems to get a result off a referee, or I haven't seen one anyway, yeah. Luke. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not the best. No, he's, he's good. He's, he's arguing. He's arguing for blokes like Jared. He's not my fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting too. I think is that, is it, uh, we had to come into the game. Had to come into the game. Obviously, the big games around the world, the NFL, the basketball, the tennis—they've all got it now. Mm-hmm. It was always going to come into our game. It's probably come in very quickly, and um, it's a bit knee-jerky, but. Uh, it's going to have some teething issues, no doubt. One challenge, it'll probably get increased to two. But yeah, having one's important. When you use it, how you use it, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of trust put on a, put on the player. I don't think it'll be on the captain. It'll be on the player involved in the incident, whether he wants to. And the coach and the bloke on the sideline were under the water too, right? Yeah, I don't, well, it's, it's ten set. I, yeah, it's going to be very hard. It'll be very hard for a coach. Um, to look at, we haven't even spoken about it at all. Like Robbo's basically just said, if it's, if you're involved in an incident and you think you didn't touch it or it wasn't a penalty or something like that, tell the captain to challenge it. Otherwise, get on with it. Yeah, great. Now, moving forward into 
the year to come, which is kicking off this Saturday night. And we're going to chat about that a little bit in a moment. But another question we've got is, who do you believe is your biggest threat this year? Um, I don't know. I don't really think about that stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it's funny this time of year, this 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 um, part of the year. Everyone everyone's a threat. Everyone can win it. We're no different. Well, everyone thinks they can win it. Yeah, we've got such a uh, strong competition. Yeah, it is. It mm. is, and that's why it's such a good competition because teams are. Um, there's a different top eight every year. There's different top four. So yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. It's good. Be good to watch. But yeah, I can't can't give you one exact team. Now, mate, let's talk about Friday night. But before we do, uh, you touched on earlier. You've had a, you've had a good break. It's been five months. Are you just really looking forward to putting the boots on and playing a bit of footy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think everyone's chomping at the bit. We're um, it gets to this time of year, and it can go one or two ways. You can have a really long preseason, and everyone's needs rest right now. Yep. And it can go the other way where you're just ready to go. Like, and I think we're ready to go. We've we haven't had the longest preseason. We've had a real productive one. We've worked really hard, um, but yeah, we are we are ready to play. And obviously, coming up against Saint Tedavano this weekend. Looking at the Penrith side, mm. they got some big boppers in their forward pack, but it looks like a a pretty uh, young and inexperienced backline. Yeah, I'll be staying away from Zane. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, they're good, mate. They obviously they beat us down there. Uh, Penrith last year, early rounds, and then we got one back there at the SCG. They're yeah, they're young, enthusiastic. They got some, they got some strong big dudes in the forwards. But um, yeah, we've got to be smart. We know Penrith at Penrith round one, they're going to come out with probably everything yeah. that they've got. So um, yeah, we're not we're not stupid. We we know we know what we have to do. We know how we have to turn up. We know exactly the style that we want to play. Um, yeah, we just got to we just got to go do it. Well, we are super excited, Luke, for this kickoff of the season this Saturday night out at Penrith, and um, we can't wait to see you boys take on twenty twenty. We might let you go on that note, and we just want to thank you so much for being a part of the our first official episode for this year, and let you get back to your family with little Hudson. And thanks for your time on Roosters Radio. Thanks so much for having me again, and obviously uh, Radio Hub for. My player sponsor again this year. Can't wait to spend a bit of time with you and let the good times roll. Here, here, mate. Play well on Saturday night. Good luck. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Well, Bells, great to hear from Luke Carey there. We got his thoughts on Saturday night's game, but yourself, how do you think it's going to go? Well, Silky, I think the Roosters, our boys, are going to come away with the win. You know, I hope we don't start the season as clunky as we have these last couple of years. After the World Cup challenge, I'm feeling that they're going to hit their stride on Saturday night and come away with a win. Yeah, look, historically, uh, we haven't won a lot of first-round matches over the past couple of years. I think probably one from four. Uh, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Kyle Flanagan's going to play in mm. number seven. But more importantly, Satili Tupanua. Now, I watched him play uh, over there in England. Didn't get a lot of quality ball on the left. You know, I think on a dry track on Saturday night, look out for him. And I'll tell you another one to watch. Lindsay Collins off the bench. He had a cracking game over there against St. Helens. I think they're going to take that form from the other week from the UK into Saturday night's match. And uh, I'm with you. I reckon they're going to win by a couple of tries. Well, here we go, Cooper. We are ready. Season 2020 for the Roosters starting this Saturday night, 7.30pm out at Penrith. We want to thank our special guests, Joe Kelly, and of course, Luke Keary.
That's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win.